Do you want to be happy? Maybe you're miserable. Maybe you're kind of happy just a little bit. Maybe you want to be more happy. Do you think it's even possible to be happy or does it depend upon the situations of life? Like maybe if you won the lottery, maybe if you got a Lamborghini, maybe you've had a sweet partner, then you would be happy. Well, you're in luck because today's episode we're going to be talking about is happiness a choice. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? Yeah, Danny, this is a great topic. I'm glad you suggested it. Why on earth did you suggest it? Well, I've been thinking about happiness a lot anyway. And like, you know, all these philosophers talk about happiness and like, you know, how it's wrong to make like, you know, external conditions, you know, or our happiness depending on external factors or external conditions, because then it's out of our control. You know, others like clearly state that it is a choice, right? It's something we decide, not something like we have to wait for. But yet at the same time, like our whole our whole like experience growing up in socialization tells us that happiness is something that comes later, that it's a goal, right? And that it's something you achieve from living a good life or living a certain way or being successful or whatever. And so it's interesting because it's like, you know, this sort of like, I guess, like contrast between like on the one hand, like what is happiness and is it is it something we choose or is it something that comes to us? Is it something magic like that just happens? Is it luck? You know, how do we get it? Yeah, that is great. Do you have an answer? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I think it is a choice, actually. I'm leaning more towards that these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I I definitely think it is a choice because I can look back. There are certain times in my life when I told myself I'm just going to smile and be happy. And I ended up being really happy for a long time. (laughs) And and then there were times when it's like, I need this to be happy. I need that to be happy. I need the world to bend to my will in order to be happy. And I was freaking miserable. <laughs> I think, too, I think, you know, I think a lot of it, too, is and I think this is probably true for your situation. I know it was for me. Like a lot of it, too, is like aligning your your values. Correctly, so that you're following the right. Like, I think when my values weren't my own. There's no way you can be happy. You're waiting for happiness. But when your values are your own. You're constantly doing what you need to do and living life you want. You're happy. You know, it's like, yeah. I think that's a that's, big part of it. Well, that's a great point because uh, I was just reading this book. Maybe you should talk to someone. And she was talking about how there's actually a defined equation for happiness that happiness equals reality minus expectations. So, like, if reality is better than your expectations, you're happy. If reality is worse than your expectations, you're miserable. And it made a lot of sense because I see this stuff all the time where I expect things to be a certain way and they don't live up to that. And then I'm miserable. Or if I don't expect much from something and it's really great, then I'm feeling great too. Yeah, that's a good point though. Cause like everybody's had this experience, right? You are going to go see a movie and you think it's going to be amazing. Right. And then it's a total letdown or you're going to go to like so, you know, I'm using these kind of examples, you know, a theme park or something, right? And you're like, it's going to be so awesome. And then the lines are super long and you only get to ride two rides and it sucks. Like we get our expectations up to like here and mm-hmm. just reality is not going to match it. You know? Dude, I happen. had I had that experience about a month ago. I was so stoked. I was doing this bucket list thing that I would wanted to do for so long. I was like amped. I've been looking forward to this for years. And <laughs> that was a big mistake there because I got there and it was like, that was it. And it was it was such a letdown. And I was just like questioning my whole reality. 
I was my whole worldview was called into question. I was just like, do I even know anything anymore? I, I do mean, I even just, did I even care about this thing? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It just it absolutely rocked me and rocked my world. And then so there's there's that thing. There's also, you know, like uh, they Abe Lincoln. I think he said, you know, man is about as happy as he makes up his mind to be. And uh, I was listening to this book by Frank Betcher, How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling. Good book. And he was actually friends with Dale Carnegie back in the day, like oh, early really? 1900s, 1920s, 1930s. And so, but he was saying how he grew up with like being a complete sourpuss, like absolutely miserable person. And he changed, he turned it all around by every day while he was shaving and getting ready in the morning for like 15 minutes, he just made it where he'd have to smile for 15 minutes. And so the first few days he was just like, like, I don't know, forcing himself through it, like just smiling through sheer will. But then after a while he found he actually had to start cultivating some thoughts about things that make him happy, reasons for him to be happy that actually helped cultivate that and after he started doing that on a regular basis it changed his life because now instead of all these like sourpuss miserable thoughts and he had i mean he had a difficult childhood he grew up there were only two of five children that survived because of like scarlet fever and typhoid and everything his family was super poor they never knew if they had any money never knew if they had any clothing so like he had reasons to be miserable but it was still like once he figured out that i can actually happiness is a choice I can choose to smile and think about things that make me happy. Yeah, it's not easy, but I can do that. That changed his life. Well, you know, that's just it. I think we're so quick to think everything is dictated by some force outside of us, by chance, luck, uh, situations, whatever, right? That we forget that, like, we have a lot of control. And I think this is like the Stoics, you know, huge part of their whole philosophy, right? It was like recognizing it's in our power of control because you know, to be a good person, it's making a choice to do something, right? It's choosing to be a certain way, to live a certain way. I think, you know, that's something you have to keep in mind. Like, we're so quick to say, like, oh, I'm a victim. It's this reason, that reason. But like, what about what are you doing? What have you done to actually, you know, be better, live better, be happy? Have you done anything? And asking yourself these questions is hard because it means, you know, facing your responsibility, facing, you know, the choices you've made. But at the same time, it's a way to kind of like at least move forward. And like that situation's a good one. Like he might have, he was trying to force a physical thing to help a change. But then what did he find out? It was like, oh, I need to find things I'm grateful for or things that make me delight, you know, small delights, things like that, that can really actually change your perspective and your mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think I think the goal of happy is just the wrong freaking target because yeah. it's it's this transient emotion that generally in the moment you're not conscious of. And it it comes and it goes like i've had i've had moments where somebody my mom in particular she'll always ask are you happy and i'm like i was until you asked that like why <laughs> why would you do that and uh but it's like uh it's it's not a great thing because it, like you can maybe maybe something along the lines of joy or just serenity peacefulness like that's really probably the direction that we're aiming in terms of emotions that are sustainable for long periods of time. Whereas like happiness is like, yeah, you feel great, but 
it's generally not something that you're going to feel for a long time because you can still feel those same great positive emotions even in a bad situation. You can have like something bittersweet happen. You can mm-hmm. like somebody that you love could die and you could be really sad, but you could also be insanely grateful for the moments that you had together. And it can be a really great experience for you. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of it, right? Is realizing like, you know, how we view the world as a construct. We're meaning makers, right? We create that meaning. We create the story of our lives. So if we have that control, we can make things however we want them to be. Like you said, like, I think it's a good example of someone's death. You can focus. I mean, it's always going to be sad, but you can focus on the, the sad, really just focus on the sad part, the loss, or you can focus on the fact that you got to know them. That they were part of your life, that they influenced who you are, who you became. And in some sense, will never be, they'll always be a part of you because they're a part of who you are, literally, in that sense, right? And I think so we have this power to like flip our perspective on things. And that's a key part of making that choice for happiness, I think, is recognizing that, you know, our mood, how we view the world, something we have control over. Mm-hmm. And like, I think, you know, for that, too, it's like getting your values, you know, knowing who you are, getting those values, your core values set and what matters to you set so that, you know, what's important so you can make those decisions the right way. Mm. That's a hard part, too. Yeah. Yeah, because everything that we everything that we have that we love is eventually going to leave us, disappear, mm-hmm. break, fall apart, whatever it is. And that's like, it's a very... Uh, They're going to release an update that ruins it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. But it's, it's a very quick way to gratitude to realize that whatever it is you're enjoying right now is not going to last. Like I've been, I've been noticing that a lot recently with things that I enjoy doing. That like in my mind is permanent. It'll be there forever. But then I'm like, this isn't going to be here forever. Even though I do this every week, eventually, you know, it's going to stop occurring every week and then it's going to be gone and I'm going to miss it. And so it adds a little bit more. I can cherish it a little bit more in in that moment. No, I like that one too, right? Because like, you know, certain activities, like you're going to at some point, you're going to get to a point in age where like you might not be able to do them anymore, right? And like realizing that can make you cherish some more in the moment or like recognizing like, you know, your, your good friends, the, your partner, they're not going to be around forever. You're not going to be around forever. So keeping that in mind can really ground you in the present to say, Hey, like this is important. I need to enjoy this time I have with them now because that's not going to be forever. But you're right. I think you're right that we default to kind of a forever. Our mind sort of defaults to this like fictional permanent state of things. That's not the case. Maybe it's a way of security. Who knows? But that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, a side thought, too. I was thinking about, like, the happiness. Like, you know, a lot of these philosophers, too, I think we look at it as a goal. You know, some philosophers, like like Nietzsche, kind of seem to think, like, when we measure our life, you know, because I think that's how we kind of look at it, like a measure of life. Like, did we do a good job? Was our life good? And, like, happiness is one of those bars. Some, like, Nietzsche kind of seems to favor, like, achievements. Like, you know, how successful was I? Did I do the things that were, like, important to me? But I think this is where like we kind of got into this idea of happiness as an end goal. It became a measure of life overall rather than like a, a measure of how I'm doing day by day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think does that does that kind of relate with what you're saying with values in terms of defining how your life should be? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we like we both went through this, right? Where we, we listen, you know, we listen to other people early on in our lives we did what we thought we should do well what they thought we should do or we tried to live <laughs> up to the you know right we tried to live up to their expectations and it didn't work out 
and that's that's not you know nothing against us and nothing against them i don't think anybody's trying to do anything wrong it's just how it happened right some of those people are raised but it wasn't until we really like took stock and started to think about things from our like what matters to me what's important to me and start living for those values the things really change because then you start making choices for your life and you become the one directing the ship rather than other people pressures external things stuff like that and it, it's mm-hmm. a much different experience of life i think when you're living like, i would say authentically or trying to live authentically you're trying to be you know decide the route that you're taking but also be the captain and i think that's a really different position being mm-hmm. yeah i like i like what you mentioned with the with the values because i i see it as like i, I I'm going to I'm going to blame life and society for all this but it okay. yeah it makes us into very outcome driven people yeah. like I'll be happy when I have this amount of money I'll be happy when I have this type of partner I'll be happy when I have this title and this that and this in the bank account and all this stuff and it's like all of these are outcomes not Even a single if I'm not one happy of them. at least my kid's a doctor right yeah exactly yeah exactly And so, like, all of those are outcomes completely outside of your control. But the cool thing about values, when you determine what's important to you, is you can, instead of focusing on the outcome, you can focus on the process. And you can determine what type of person you're going to be. And then you can be that type of person on a regular basis. And when you look back, especially when you haven't yet achieved the outcome you want, you can say, but wait, am I the person that's doing the things that's going to get that outcome on a regular basis? Yes. Okay. Awesome. I feel good about myself because I'm doing things necessary for that. And then whenever the universe wants to, you know, put it on my plate, great. But I'm doing everything yeah. in my control. Yeah, no, and I think we, we, no, I think this is a great point, right? Because then you're actually, you're in control of it. You're directing it instead of like, you know, we, we tend to use these like weird bars of success. And not even our own notion of success, but other people's as a measure. And that's not really a good measure, right, for us. Because everybody's different. Some people, you know, like I, I've met tons of people in my life. Some of them really want a family. Some don't. You know, that's fine. That's your choice. But make the choice yourself. Don't let others make it for you. And I think that's the hardest thing. And I think age helps. Because I notice getting older gets easier to just be like, yeah, whatever. Do my own thing, you know. Who cares? Because you realize, I think, you know, you, you start to realize time. You don't have as much time. You need to use it, right? When you're young, it's a lot harder sometimes to see that. So I think you're right. You know, following our own values, we just it's much easier day by day to just be happy for what's going on because you're doing what you want to do. You know, you're working towards it. You are making that progress and nobody else is telling you or dictating anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and something that I've been struggling with in this area is like have feeling that my life has meaning. So like and and the reason that I say that is just because uh for a long time, I worked for other people. And then after a while, I stopped doing that and I started working for myself. And income is not as reliable working for myself as working for other people. Like you get a paycheck every two weeks yeah. and and that. So then with the ups and downs that come with working for yourself, especially the downs, those are the periods like when you're, you know, when you start to question everything, does my life, am I making a difference? Does my life have meaning? And so I've been, yeah, I've been struggling with that area recently in terms of the happiness, because it's like the outcomes right now aren't what I want them to be. 
even though even though the process is yeah the outcomes are not and no, so it's that disparity there that's that's difficult no i get you on that because then you want the outcomes faster and that leads to problematic situations right where you're willing to do things mm-hmm. that you shouldn't do because then they're like contrary to your goals it's tough right because that's the same problem of like you're you're equating meaning or meaningfulness with success, right? Or with a certain outcome mm-hmm. that really has no bearing on or nothing to do with it. You know, I think like, am I doing anything? Am I contributing my life? Am I making things an impact? Well, it just depends on what values you have and what you want. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. I don't think making it contingent on a certain success that was probably problematic, because yeah. then you're 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 making a bar that like you may or may not hit. You don't know. Like, yeah, I was I was just listening to the Tao Te Ching the other day, and then also another book called Goodbye Things about minimalism. And both of those, like the both of them, had the the thesis of like being able to live an ordinary life and be okay with that. And it's like I just I struggle with that so much because it's like, of course, that's all I'll ever have is an ordinary life. But like, I want my life to be amazing. Well, we all want to be like the main star, right, of yeah. the thing. And it's uh-huh. like, well, there's 8 billion people or whatever, so why not the case? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you still, I mean, you know, it's it's tough. It's like, it is hard. I know you mean, I think a lot of people struggle with this too, because like, you know, you're not making enough money, you want more money, you know, you want to be able to do the things you want to do, and you want to do them now, don't want to wait. And it's like, so that does get in the way, I think. Uh-huh. I think that's why having those values aligned is really important. And also, if you're working off a standpoint of like, core values up life's always gonna have ups and downs right you're always gonna have moments of suffering you're always gonna have moments of you know great like success or achievements or whatever but how you handle those i think you'll be much better off if you have a stable sort of balance that you're approaching it from like set of values Mm -hmm. and like character Yeah. yeah have you ever had the experience where you're trying really really hard to do something and then all of a sudden you stop putting so much effort into it and it just comes like effortlessly. Yeah. <laughs> so like me too. Me too. And I asked that because I heard this thing the other day. There's like anything you ask the universe for, you will get, but your delivery address is peace. So like yeah, not once you're at it. peace, yeah. Once you're at peace, it'll get to you. But like until you're at peace, it's just you're just gonna be hitting your head against the wall. Well, we do that so much, right? We fight the universe constantly. We fight reality. We fight, you know, we constantly bang our heads against walls. And it's like, we're not thinking, when we're doing that, we're not thinking clearly. We're not acting. We're not acting in a way that's like efficient. We're not doing things. And probably, you know, we're, we're overinflating the importance of some things while maybe not paying attention to other things. You know, it's like, we're not really looking at the situation rationally at all. And that's probably mm-hmm. part of what it is. You know, that was said too, right? You got to go with the flow of the universe, not against it. That's the basic idea. <laughs> like, could you could you imagine if animals acted like we do? Like, you have this you have this cheetah that just like chases down I don't know a wildebeest or something, but it wants to be the richest cheetah ever, so it just amasses this whole He's big mountain of dead wildebeest. It's just like if other yeah. animals acted like we did, the Earth would have been destroyed long ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everything's oh, just goodness. dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, God, yeah. gotta have it all. Yeah, it dude, is I did. I did. If you're if you're ever looking for something fun to do, look up how effortless cheetahs run. Like they they're the oh, fastest yeah. creature and they run completely effortlessly. It's insane. I was watching. They're like it the other they day. are built for it. 100 percent built for it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's very impressive. Could you imagine how scary that would be if you're like God, yeah. you're a wildebeest <laughs> or something and you look over and there's a cheetah? You're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Quick. Left, right. Make zigzag. Maybe we'll mess them up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Oh, you made good. The point you made that there about like, you know, wanting to have all of it, I think is a good one because I think that goes back to values. Like, what is enough? Ask yourself, like, what do I need to actually be happy? What's enough? Like, is it raw? I mean, you know, you're alive. Isn't that awesome? Like, you're here. You know, you have the opportunity to make decisions and do things. Do them. I think we get caught in these situations. Like, we, we don't think we have enough. So we get mad at ourselves. Then we do nothing. Right? And then we blame others. We play a victim. Or, conversely, if you do get stuff and you're just after stuff, you just want more stuff. So you just keep accumulating stuff. But in both cases, you're not living. One, you're just gathering things. And the other one, you're just sitting in a dark corner, like sad for yourself. You know, you're not living life either way. You're just yeah. chasing things or, you know, miserable because you can't chase them. And I think that's another important question about those values is like, what do I need? What do I actually want? What actually matters? And focusing on that, because then you can actually really hone in on what's important to you. Hmm. I like that you said what is enough, because in this book, Goodbye Things, he was talking about how, like, once you live a minimalist lifestyle, you realize that there is nothing more that you need. You are enough right now. Yeah. Every moment, you're enough. And it doesn't mean you stop buying things, but it's just like you don't need anything to be complete yeah, or to be better because you're already enough. Well, I think it's the thing we all struggle with, right? Because we're, we're advertising, advertising is thrown on our faces literally now 24 7 you can't get away from it even when you're you know even when you think you're not like you're looking at your family's pictures on instagram you are getting you know advertising during your face so it's like it's really hard to think that you have enough nowadays i think because of that like the consumerism is so intense that like you just constantly feel like you're lacking something but when you really step back and look at it like you know it's easy kind of to see it for what it is at the same time like Oh, it's just the next iteration of the same thing. I don't really need it. Like, you know, I can make it like this still works for me. And, you know, what do I use it for? Asking yourself important questions about the things you have can help you sort of, I think, hone in on what's important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So anything else you want to say about happiness being a choice? Yeah, I would say make the choice to be happy. You know, Ooh, yeah, way to turn start, it around. Boom. Start living your life, you know, for that and, you know, really like try and like actually do it instead of like waiting for somebody else or waiting for some thing to happen that's going to magically make you happy because it's not going to. Yeah, it's worth trying. If you never tried it, just give it a try. What's the worst yeah. that could happen? Exactly. It might be happy. <laughs> Anyways, oh, God. So if you enjoyed that episode, make sure to like, share, subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, also wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, throw down some reviews if you do enjoy this stuff, because I'm not yeah. sure if you're aware of this, but reviews are like digital gold for podcasts and YouTube videos, all that fun stuff. So that would help us out greatly. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys yeah. next week. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy.